Welcome to the You Love and You Learn podcast, the place to learn about all things love, relationships, relationship anxiety, and to deconstruct the one-size-fits-all narrative of what it means to be in a happy relationship. I'm your host, Sarah Yudkin, a relationship anxiety coach who's on a mission to discuss the nuances of love and relationships that I wish someone would have shared with me years ago. My goal with each episode is for you to leave with an expanded definition of love and relationships and with practices to carry with you in your life and relationships on a day-to-day basis. I'm so grateful to have you here. Welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to be talking about personality differences, and this is such a vast topic that has so much nuance to it, but I think it's really important to address because I get asked all the time, are we too different? How do I know if this will work because my partner is so different from me? My partner doesn't fully get me. Does that mean that we can't work out? And there's this sense of wanting almost like this perfect balance between being not exactly the same from our partner, but not too different. And I think Unfortunately, when we are living our life, there's not going to be anybody that is exactly like us, fortunately or unfortunately, actually. I think it can be a beautiful thing that we are all one of one, but it can also be tough when we are in an intimate relationship with somebody or a friendship even, and we really want them to understand us or we really want to be more on the same page about certain things and we're not feeling that way. So that's the question I'm going to address today. Are we too different? How do you know if a personality difference is something that you can accept or not? And we're going to get into not only why personality differences can feel so hard to manage, but some different reframes to think about personality differences, as well as at the end of the episode, I'm going to get into ways that you can shift how you feel about personality differences if that's something that you want to do. First, I want to share some examples of personality differences that come up in my client work all the time, and some of these come up in my own relationship. So laid back person versus more of an achiever. So someone who's more kind of like go with the flow and, you know, not so worried about always growing versus an achiever, someone who really wants to constantly be growing. And that can show up not only in their life, but maybe in the relationship as well, like I'm very growth-minded in the relationship with Nate, and he's very content. Not that he doesn't want to grow and he's so open to growth, but he's also very content and really good about being present and being happy with where we are. So that can be an example of a difference, and most of the time it is something that really balances us out, but sometimes it can come up as a personality difference that feels hard. There's also differences of spontaneous versus a planner. So maybe some of you can relate of always wanting to have an idea of what's coming up over the next few weeks or few months on the calendar or what are we going to do this weekend, like wanting to kind of have that planned versus maybe you're with a partner that's a little bit more spontaneous or you're the spontaneous one and your partner is a little bit more of a planner. That can be a very common dynamic. Um, I've had a lot of clients who said their partner felt more type B and they feel a little bit more type A. I've had partners who have had differences between one person is more chill and laid back as far as how they operate, as far as like 
personal items or the restaurants they like going to. Some people are like, I don't care about any of that stuff. Whereas their partner's a little bit more bougie and like nicer things. They care more about that type of stuff. And neither one is right or wrong. It's just different ways of seeing the world. Another really common one that comes up is maybe you are a really deep thinker or you love to just you know, look up at the stars and have deep conversations about life and about the world. And you want to talk about everything at length. Um, You're a deeper conversationalist. And maybe you're with a partner who's a little bit more quiet or doesn't have as much to say about something. That is a very common one amongst my clients. So you're not alone if that is how you feel. And another common one, this definitely shows up in my relationship, but I've learned to see it as really complimentary, but extrovert versus introvert. Another, again, common one with clients too is maybe you or your partner are always wanting to kind of make plans and the other person is a little bit more homebody, wants to stay at home, content, just kind of laying low. So those are just some examples. There's plenty other ones. I'll get into a couple other examples later that have come up for questions before. And I want to start off by saying that personality differences are not necessarily a deal breaker. That's a really important thing to acknowledge here because a lot of people worry like if we're too different, that means we can't work. The reason I believe that we worry about something being a deal breaker is because personality differences can feel very threatening. Personality differences can show us a different worldview that probably doesn't match up with ours exactly. And when we have another worldview kind of like right in front of us or we see all these differences, they can be really threatening to our ego. Being in a very close proximity all the time with someone who acts different than us, who believes different things than us, it makes us realize that our view of the world is not necessarily the only way, that we're not always right, that maybe the way that we were raised isn't the only way to operate. And it might even force us to have more tough or uncomfortable conversations and seek to understand someone else's view of the world, which we wouldn't need to do if we were with someone who was our clone and understood exactly how we were thinking and feeling about a situation. And these things aren't easy, right? Like seeing the world in a new way, being exposed to different ideas, realizing that we're not right all the time. Those can be tough, especially if you have a fear of not being, maybe like I'll give my own example. If you have a fear of not being smart. It's something that I've had and I I know that it's not a, necessarily a valid fear, but there are little micro moments throughout my life where maybe I felt like I wasn't as smart as people around me or that I didn't understand things as easily. And so then if you're around someone who sees something different than you and you don't feel like you understand it, it can bring up defensiveness because the inner voice is like, well, I want to be smart. And so this person is showing me that I don't know everything. That's just a personal example, but maybe you can relate to it. It's not easy to know that something we believed deeply growing up may not be the only way that someone else sees something. And it creates cognitive dissonance, which is essentially that our mind has two competing ideas at the same time. And cognitive dissonance is very, very uncomfortable. 
Some other reasons why this can be uncomfortable is that humans generally love to be right. You know, unless you are very kind of detached from being right and because it's not a value of yours and you're like, oh, I just love to learn and I love to grow and I love to get new information. I don't need to be right. I'm just such a curious person, which some people may have naturally, but I think it's a pretty common instinct just to want to be right. And maybe it's being driven out of insecurity of looking wrong in some way. But I think it's important to note that when we worry that we're not right or we worry that someone else knows something that we don't and maybe we feel misunderstood because someone else knows something that we don't, it can be threatening. So that's why I think being in a relationship with someone with personality differences can just bring up a lot of stuff and it can cause us to feel fear. It can cause us to be afraid that maybe – we can't handle it or it can cause us to be afraid that like we're going to have to change or we're going to have to grow, which I'm going to get into in a second here. Instead of acknowledging that fear, instead of acknowledging that maybe this is really uncomfortable or there's some sort of fear that's coming up in us, what we tend to do instead is judge our partner or judge the relationship because of the personality differences. And I don't believe that we're doing this necessarily intentionally. It's likely subconscious. We might not even realize that we are feeling fear and that's why we are judging our partner. But we are in some ways feeling some sort of fear if we are worried about the personality difference in our partner because there's some sort of fear of maybe we can't handle this. Maybe this will lead to the relationship not working. Maybe I'll have to change or grow in order to be with this person. And that is, as I just said, very threatening to feel like we might have to change or grow. So what's easier to do and what happens more naturally is I'm going to judge this thing about my partner and I'm going to feel like I'm right and they're wrong. I'm good and they're bad. I'm better and they're worse. This is our ego coming in to try and protect us and kind of create this black or white, like it either has to be this way or that way. And it feels safer for us to feel like our way is right and their way is not right because of a couple reasons. One, it could be that maybe our family or close friends or the people that we care about believe or think a certain way and maybe we were raised in a certain way. And for our life, most of our life, we've been associated with these people and we have been sharing similar ideas about something. And if we expand our perspective and maybe shift away and think something new or are open to a new perspective or start acting in a new way or believe something different, then it could feel threatening to relationships that we have with really important people in our life. For example, let's say that You meet someone and you really care about them and then somewhere down the line you realize that they share slightly different political beliefs than you do. And maybe it's not so extreme like you are on the far end of one side and they're on the far end of another, but maybe in some ways they just, yeah, don't see the world the same way and you realize like, wow, I don't know if I can be with someone that thinks so differently. One reason for that could be, ooh, like what would my friends think? What would my family think about that? So that's the example for this piece. And another reason why we may judge our partner for being different is because of our own identity. 
So we have an identity that says we are one way. So we believe this politically. This is who I am. This is who I've always been. And if we're with someone different and we start hearing other perspectives, it doesn't mean we have to change our beliefs. So we start at least seeing the other side or we start realizing like, oh, hmm, maybe we're actually not so different and we all want similar things, but we're just going about it different ways. There can be this fear of we are changing. We are turning into someone different than we always have imagined ourselves to be. And change is so scary. It can be really scary to change our identity, change how we see ourselves, And we're always going to prefer what's familiar over what's new and different. Our subconscious mind wants to keep us safe and wants to keep us protected. And what's safe and keeping us protected is what's familiar. So if you've believed something your whole life, it's going to be tough to change it without acknowledging that you're going to have to leave a part of your old identity behind and being willing to do so. So all of this to say, if something about our partner threatens our identity, whether it's our own personal identity or how we think someone else will perceive us like our friends or family, we are going to be more likely to judge that thing in our partner instead of getting curious about our own identity and beliefs. Because like I said, it's just easier to be like, well, they must be doing something wrong versus, hmm, I wonder if maybe I actually have some room to grow and to be more open to other perspectives. In case you needed permission, I just wanted to say that we are allowed to grow and we are allowed to change what we think, what we feel, what we believe, how we act. It doesn't mean that we are sacrificing who we are if we are changing and evolving. So if we're in a relationship with someone who's different from us and suddenly over the course of the relationship, our perspectives have changed or we become open-minded to something we didn't used to think we would be, that is not sacrificing who you are. That is not sacrificing who we are. There's a big difference between growing and evolving just because you're exposed to new ideas versus sacrificing and feeling like you are giving up something hugely important and meaningful to you. Here's, I think, one of the big differences is that if we are so afraid of change or sacrificing who we are that we don't open ourselves to new perspectives from our partner, then we may end up feeling like we are living in a more rigid way, like everything has to be this way in order for me to feel happy or content versus when we are in a relationship with someone who has different personalities from us, we may be able to keep an open mind and think, hmm, I don't have to sacrifice parts of who I am, but can I learn from this person? Can I see where they're coming from? Can I just be curious about a different perspective or worldview here without dishonoring who I am and what I believe. So that is kind of a little bit of an intro to why it can be threatening to have personality differences that I wanted to share. And next I want to get into one of my favorite statistics about personality differences that really changed the way that I see relationships. And when I was in the thick of relationship anxiety, coming across this statistic was such a relief for me and it felt so helpful to understand. So John Gottman, who is 
a very well-known researcher on love and relationships. He's been doing research for over 40 years. I think he has probably now like over 10 books. Him and his wife, Julie Gottman, have so much wisdom to share about love and relationships. And I would love to have them on the podcast one day. They have shared John Gottman's statistic and research around long-term relationships and relationships in general shows that 69% of problems in a relationship are unsolvable. So swap out the word problem with challenge and it's the same thing, but essentially 69% of relationship challenges or problems are unsolvable and they are called perpetual problems, which means that they will likely keep coming up. And that is because of fundamental personality differences. So the person who's always running late versus the person who wants to get there on time, the person who wants to spend their time at home versus the person that wants to go out, and many other different personality differences, like I explained earlier, the type A versus type B, whatever it is. Here's why that statistic is really important. Because this 69% on average, you know, uh, across relationships is not saying that, oh, you know, this relationship is going to have 69% of problems, but the next one that you go into, mm, no, that is just going to have 0% problems. No, it's showing that across relationships, there's going to be 69% of problems that are unsolvable and that you have to find acceptance for. And for me, that really zapped the thought that I used to keep having, which was like, well, another relationship might be easier and bring about less problems. That can be true in some ways. And yes, there are, of course, you know, deal breakers and reasons why certain relationships might not work. I'll get into that here in a second. But across the board, there are going to be personality differences in relationships. So Maybe for me and Nate, it's that he's more introverted and I'm more extroverted. And that doesn't actually cause that many problems, but there's just times where maybe like, oh, I want to do this thing he doesn't really want to go. Or I'm the one that wants to be more growth-minded in the relationship more sometimes, and he's maybe the one that is just content and happy. Again, most of the time that doesn't cause any major challenges, but sometimes it can. Those personality differences are just between Nate and I, but if I was in a different relationship, maybe some of those things would be different. Like if I was dating an extroverted person or maybe that person was also growth-minded in the relationship, but then there would be some other perpetual problem that I wouldn't know about until I was there because it doesn't go away just because you're in a different relationship, there's going to be something about that person that's different from you and something about that person that's not only different from you, but it's a fundamental difference based on how they were raised and who they are and and how they've grown up. So that to me feels really, really important to understand. And I'm hoping that after you hear that statistic as well, you're able to give yourself a little bit more compassion for the inevitable perpetual challenges that come up in your relationship. Now, when does a personality difference turn into a deal breaker? That is, of course, something to reflect on. And if you didn't know, I have a webinar called Is It Relationship Anxiety or Is It Incompatibility? where I dive into this in much more depth. 
But one of the key takeaways from that webinar is that if you know that you will never be able to accept or respect a personality difference that is in the relationship, then it could be an incompatibility. Basically, what I talk about in the webinar is that there are a handful of things that could be incompatibilities, but there are also things that are not necessarily incompatibilities like personality differences. But if you're having like a really hard time accepting something about a person or if you can't respect it, like there's no way I could accept this. There's no way I could ever understand where this person is coming from or this directly clashes against a big life value of mine, then that very well may be an incompatibility and deal breaker. An example of that could be I really want to have kids and someone else really doesn't. That wouldn't necessarily work out. It would probably be a big sacrifice on somebody's end if one person really wants kids and the other person knows that they absolutely don't, unless for some reason you're willing to get creative and find a solution, um, like adoption or something like that. I don't know what the the nuances of that would be. That's not me and Nate's situation, but that would be an example where a personality difference that's fundamental could be a deal breaker versus something that you want to try to accept. So if it feels like this hard and fast no, like I, I can't even think about how life would be if I was moving forward in that way, then pay attention to that, of course. It doesn't have to be that extreme, though, to be a deal breaker, just to to also give you permission that like the kids or no kids example is a little bit more extreme and obvious. But you do need to get clarity on what you value, what's really important to you. And a deal breaker is a deal breaker if you think it's a deal breaker. So you don't have to have it be this extreme thing, but you just have to be clear of this is really valuable and this is really important to me. And maybe if the partner is unwilling or unable to bring that into the relationship, then that could be something that you don't respect or accept in the relationship. And that's where it could turn into a deal breaker. Now, here's an extra nuance with this. Things like sex drive or, you know, like libido, um, that's like a buzz conversation. I will at some point be doing some podcasts about sex and relationship anxiety, but I want to take my time and like put those together. But I know I've gotten a lot of questions about that topic before. But even things like different sex drives or even things like different politics, those do not have to be a deal breaker. And those personality differences are very common, I think, more than we realize between relationships. I'm going to get into things later about how to be more open and accepting of personality differences. But I just wanted to throw out there that sex drive and politics don't have to be an automatic hard and fast deal breaker. There are absolutely ways to use those things as a chance to better understand your partner, as a chance to practice coming together and creatively problem solving or understanding the other person's point of view. I think that in social media, especially in the United States, like over the last maybe eight years, there was a lot of messaging around you know, this person believes this if they voted this, or this person must think this if they did that when it comes to politics. And moving to Sweden got me like so far out of that black and white mentality. I'm so grateful for that. But maybe four years ago or eight years ago, if you would have asked me, can you be with someone that has different political beliefs as you? I might have been like, oh my gosh, no, how could you even do that? But now I realize that that was my black or white thinking. That was my ego. That was me trying to be better or worse than somebody. And now I see that most times, as much as the media tries to maybe 
sway us in different directions on this. I think most times a lot of people, even with political beliefs that are different, have much more in common than they have different, but perhaps they're going about those common ground things in different ways. So that's a conversation for another time, but I do think that sometimes we're quick to put ourselves in this like black or white, right or wrong, good or bad category when it comes to things like politics or even with sex drive. It's like this person has a high sex drive. This person has a low sex drive. How could that possibly work? But there are creative solutions. And so it just might involve a little bit more communication or a little bit more creativity, but it doesn't automatically have to mean that the relationship can't work. So long as you're willing to try and understand your partner's side, so long as you're willing to try and understand your own side and why that thing matters to you and use it as a chance to grow in the relationship. Another piece of this puzzle that I really want to bring in here and something that I think is way more important, it doesn't get talked about often enough, is that when it comes to personality differences or put another way, potential incompatibilities, I believe after reading this book by George Pransky called The Relationship Handbook, it opened my perspective to a whole new way of thinking about personality differences and how personality differences can actually come down to how connected we feel in a relationship and our own mood and our own way of seeing things in that moment. So let me kind of explain what I mean here. He has a great quote in the book that goes, incompatible and complementary are two sides of the same coin. And I think that's so important to realize is that what one person might see as the yin to my yang or like, wow, we're so complementary, like this works so well together, we balance each other out so much, another person might look at as, wow, we're too different. The exact same situation might bring up different beliefs about it from two different people. And so who's to say what is right or wrong about incompatible versus what is more complementary and yin and yang? There is no right or wrong answer. It actually comes from what we believe. And so he shares in the book that when we are really connected to our partner, oftentimes we are viewing personality differences as more complementary. And if we are feeling more secure or grounded in the relationship, we will likely see personality differences as more complementary. So maybe something irritates you about your partner when you're in a more bad mood or you're feeling more insecure or maybe your partner hasn't been spending as much quality time with you lately. You don't feel like you've had as much time together and you're feeling disconnected. That for me has been a lot of the times when my mind starts being like, oh, this thing's wrong or we don't spend enough time together and I need Nate to come out with me more and do more social things with me. That's when my mind starts jumping to our complementary qualities as being bad or wrong But when we're connected and I'm feeling more secure and I'm feeling more grounded in my own inner state and within the relationship, I almost always see just how much our qualities are that yin and yang, that balance, and how we really come together to be a strong team. As you're listening to this, maybe you can think of your own examples of how that shows up. I know it happens all the time to my clients too, and it can be as simple as maybe 
a client of mine is in like a more judgmental mood or kind of like irritated, anxious mood, and maybe they're feeling overwhelmed and stressed or disconnected to their partner. And then they're like, oh, that thing is so annoying. Like, how can I ever live with this thing? It's really bothering me. But when they're feeling much more grounded and connected to their partner, they've just had maybe a fun vacation together or they just spent some great quality time together. They're coming to the table and they're realizing, oh, yeah, that thing is actually not so much of a problem. And it's something that I can understand why it's there. And it's something that I can accept. It's not a deal breaker. It's just something that maybe is inconvenient at times. So going back to the example of sex and politics, for example, maybe a high sex drive partner and a low sex drive partner, if they haven't had sex in a long time, the high sex drive partner might be like, oh my gosh, this is so awful. Can't believe it. My partner will never be able to meet my needs, X, Y, Z. Whereas maybe if they just had sex or they were just intimate and they're feeling more connected, they're like, wow, quality over quantity. Like I can see how, you know, this feels really nourishing. And when my partner is maybe not as much in the mood, I can turn towards self-pleasure or whatever it is to make sure that I'm still getting my needs met. But I can see that this is not personal and it's not really about me. It's just that my partner maybe doesn't have the same drive as I do, whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying that you have to think or feel that way, but you can see how an example like that might go two different directions based on how connected you're feeling in the relationship and how much you are working collaboratively collaboratively as a team working together to understand each other's side and talk about solutions. Another example, the political example might be if you're watching the news and something, you know, came up and it sparks a conversation and you're kind of getting heated. Of course, that might be a time when you're like, oh my gosh, this personality difference is too much. Like I can't ever understand it. Meanwhile, if you're cozied up together and you're having a more like deep conversation and getting curious and trying to understand the other person's side and just being open, that might be a very different outcome of how you would think and feel about the situation. So That quote of incompatibility and complementary are two sides of the same coin has been a huge game changer for me. And it makes me realize just how much personality differences are reflected of the way that we see the world. How we see the world, the lenses that we're looking through the world with can determine if we think a personality difference is something that is a deal breaker or if it's something that we can actually accept and maybe even learn to respect in our partner. To close out the episode, I want to talk about how to navigate personality differences so that if they come up for you, you can hopefully feel like you're showing up from a more compassionate place, not only towards yourself, but towards your partner. The first piece I think that is, of course, important here is to just kind of check in, not from a place of needing certainty and not necessarily from a place of like, I have to answer this question right away, but it is worth reflecting of, is this personality difference something that I know I can't really accept in this person? Like if you know that you won't be able to accept something, no matter how hard you try, it just goes completely against your values, you would be completely sacrificing something, then it definitely could be an incompatibility and that's worth noting. However, 
if you are open to practicing acceptance for the difference and maybe it doesn't feel urgent, you don't need to figure it out right away. Like you know it's something that maybe is annoying at times, but also at times it's not so threatening. It's not so big and scary. And you can see after listening to this podcast that it could be something that maybe you would want to practice accepting and practice seeing in a different way, then there are absolutely ways to do so. And I'm going to share those now. So accepting perpetual problems as a fact of relationships is one of the first steps here. Kind of like I said earlier, with that statistic of 69% of relational problems won't go away, that is not just in your relationship or just in my relationship. That is within any relationship. So knowing that, yes, if a different person was there, there would be a different set of perpetual problems or challenges, but no one skates through that without any sort of personality differences. And accepting that has been hugely helpful for me. Another way to practice acceptance for personality differences is to get really intentional about finding the common ground and where there is some sort of agreement. Like a person who's running late all the time and a person who is always running early. Maybe the thing they agree on is like, we want to get there and we want to have a fun time. But maybe one person thinks like it's really rude to show up late and the other person thinks like it doesn't matter as long as we get there whatever it is, politically, seeking to find common ground. I'm not going to give specific examples here, but like there are plenty of things that you can find common ground on. Like I want people to be safe or I want certain people to be to be protected. That could be a very common ground thing. The way that there is protection of different people can be looked at very differently by different political parties. But at the core of it, often there's some sort of like, I want protection or I want the best for people. And really trying hard to get to that common ground and what you agree on can be so important. A way to find common ground, and this is kind of another way to practice acceptance for personality differences, is seeking to understand the why behind not only your perspective, but also your partner's perspective. So why do you believe what you believe? Why do you act the way you act? What messages did you absorb? Really getting clear on that and then check in with yourself. Are you open to other perspectives? Like, Are you willing to learn another way of seeing something and just at least hearing it out? You don't have to change your mind, but can you at least try and understand a different one? And then same thing with your partners. Why did your partner think or feel the way they do? How did their past experiences and beliefs shape their experiences now? How is their personality difference formed over the course of their life? And really trying to just understand it. Again, not because you have to then turn into their belief system, but because when you are truly practicing empathy, you are trying to put yourself in that other person's shoes and just acknowledge, I can see how you got there. And that is a huge change from a judgmental place of why are you like this and how will I ever be able to accept it? Another way to practice acceptance for personality differences is kind of by taking things from our partner's perspective, not from a judgmental place toward ourselves, but seeing from your partner's side how the personality difference could also be challenging for them. Like, if, for example, if I put myself in Nate's shoes, 
and he's feeling more content about how things are in the relationship. Whereas I'm the one that's like, let's read a book together and talk about it, or let's do this thing. Let's try that thing. I could see from his side how that might be challenging where he's like, I feel so great about where we are. And like, I'm really happy with where we're at. Why do we need to try things all the time. Now, that's not really how he shows up, but I could see how it might be annoying or challenging at certain moments for him where he probably is like, why can't you just be content? On my side, I might think, oh, I just really want to have the best relationship possible and I always want to keep trying new things because I want to keep growing together. So that's why I do what I do. And so that would be examples of like understanding not only like why I do something, but also seeing the challenge potentially from Nate's side to just realize that it's not just us maybe that feels like there's challenges, but seeing that the other person could think that way too. And not doing that exercise from a place of like judgment towards ourselves again, but doing it just to better understand that there's two sides to the story. Last couple things here is checking for the gift within the personality difference and how the personality difference is offering you a chance to grow or evolve. So how does this personality difference contribute to the greater good of the relationship? So how is it complementary and not incompatible? How does it balance things out? And where is this offering you a chance to grow or evolve? So maybe because you're around a different way of being, you are able to learn a little bit more about how to show up in that way. Or maybe you've always kind of operated in a certain way your whole life and being in a relationship with someone who acts differently from you is giving you a chance to do something different. So if you've always been this achiever, go, go, go person, then maybe being with someone who's more spontaneous or go with the flow can help you take time for yourself and slow down. So that's an example of the gift that could be coming by having the personality difference and the opportunity for you to grow or evolve. And then last thing here is practice discerning, not from an analytical state of like always monitoring yourself, but just practice noticing and observing when your mood or the different state of being that you're in affects how you feel about the personality difference at different times. So notice like, if a certain personality difference is feeling irritating to you or you notice you're judging your partner a lot, kind of checking in on your own inner state at that time. If you're feeling anxious and on edge, then of course that personality difference is going to feel more threatening to you or more frustrating. But notice when you're feeling more connected to your partner or notice when you're having a more kind of like grounded moment if that same personality difference is as top of mind or not. And most times it probably won't be because you're able to just be more open-hearted and more connected to your partner in that moment. So that is a way to just keep building more self-awareness of everything that I talked about in this episode. So very quickly to recap, to navigate personality differences, take some time to reflect on if you can accept or respect the difference. And if not, then it might be an incompatibility and you might need to address it with your partner um, and, and kind of either just realize, hey, like neither one of us is willing to budge on this. So this is an incompatibility and it won't work or to get a little bit more creative and try to navigate it. 
If you are open, however, to practicing acceptance for the personality differences, then start by accepting that perpetual problems are going to happen in any relationship. Seek to find common ground between the personality differences. Check in on why you feel the way you do or why you think the way you do, why you act the way you do, and understand the same for your partner. Try to understand where they're coming from. See your partner's side in this and how the personality difference could be challenging for them. Check for the gift within this personality difference and how it can offer you a chance to grow or evolve. And start noticing from a curiosity standpoint when you're in different moods, how that affects how you feel about the personality difference. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I enjoyed reflecting on this topic a bit more. And I'll just close by saying that, you know, give yourself compassion if personality differences have felt tough for you and know that you're not alone in this and that everyone is going through their own stuff in their relationship. And instead of trying to kind of compare to other people, just try to do your best to understand yourself, understand your partner and work together to build and grow in your relationship. So thanks again so much for listening. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Love and You Learn podcast. If you've been enjoying the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could rate and review the podcast because the more ratings and reviews there are, the more people that can hear this message. And it's really important to me to get this message out to the world and to create a space where people can learn about love and relationships in a way that is not judgmental, in a way that helps them expand their perspective from the cultural narratives that we've heard and seen in the movies and in Hollywood and the media. And the more ratings and reviews that are there, the more people that can hear this message. So thank you again so much. It really means the world to me that you are listening and see you in the next episode.